0: Hello everyone, I'm Jonathan Little, I'm here today with episode 310 of Weekly Poker Hand. We have another hand from this 2550 no-limit hold'em cash game put on by Poker Night in America. Let's see what happens this time. Dan Zach has the King Jack offsuit under the gun, he likes to put in a raise, notice he only has $2,200 in front of him. I believe there's a straddle this hand, so he makes it... 300, which is, you know, fine with the King-Jack offsuit. Winterhalter calls 9-8 of hearts, and I decide to call with the Queen-9 of diamonds. This hand's going to flop well enough. If we get any pair, we are very happy playing this against Dan Zak all-in. So I like this play. Folds around to Alec Torelli with 7-2 suited. Now you may say, why is he 3-betting 7-2 suited? We must be playing the 7-2 game. You should never play 7-2 otherwise. So, we must be playing the 7-2 game where if he beats some of us, or beats all of us, gets us to fold, wins at the river, whatever, he gets a bonus from everyone. So, knowing that you're playing that game is very important because that means that everyone's, or most everyone's range, contains some 7-2 in it. That said, you don't have to go nuts with a 7-2. It's a cool spot for Dan Zach because once it goes 300, call, call, 1650, Dan Zach could just put his money in. I think that's certainly reasonable with the king jack offsuit, but it's it's not a great hand, and I'm fine with folding. But you have to realize if there's six hundred dead dollars in the pot, and every once in a while Torelli's going to have the seven two, then you know you can get out of line every once in a while. Winterhalter has to put in now a thousand, how much one thousand three hundred dollars in position. She is rather deep with Torelli. Everyone remaining is playing thirteen thousand dollars deep or so. Hmm. I think calling is reasonable. It's loose, but it's reasonable. She has to worry about me calling as well, so she's gonna be dominated every once in a while, like she is this time. But that's not such a big concern. But eh, I think most people fold in this spot. But I'm a little bit inclined to splash around with a good suited connectors. We'll see what she does. She does fold. Now on around to me with the Queen Nine of Diamonds, thirteen hundred in position. Pot is two thousand six hundred dollars. Eh? You think I'm gonna realize thirty percent equity in position? Probably. I'll see a flop. <laughs> I think a lot of people just fold a little bit too quickly in these spots with hands that flop reasonably well. So, be careful. Be a little bit sticky. We do get a great flop. Dan Zach's thinking, oh, why wasn't I in this? It comes queen, 10, 6, one diamond. Dan Zach would have had, would have had open-ended straight draw. But I have top pair, and Alex Riley has, well, a backdoor straight draw and a backdoor flush draw. And his backdoor flush draw is no good pot is four. Wait, what happens here? He must have put out a bet. He puts out a 1,300 bet into the $4,000 pot. And now with my top pair, I have a very, very clear call. There's no reason to do anything else. At this point, I'm kind of on the hook to call down. I realize the last few episodes of Weekly Poker Hand have just been me flopping a good hand and holding on. But that really is a lot of what poker is about whenever you are playing marginal hands that make marginal hands. I'm not trying to raise and re-raise and blow the pot. I want to keep my opponent's range as wide as I can. You're going to find that that's often the goal when you have a marginal made hand, is keep your opponent in with as many junky hands as possible. All right, so turn is a 10. So queen, 10, 6, 10. No flush draws available. And Alec now checks. And we can go either way here between checking or betting. If I'm just really convinced Alec's checks are all hands worse than a queen, Which kind of implies, if I think Alec Torelli is horrible, (laughs) then betting is great because I just have the best hand every time. But I think Alec Torelli is going to be playing well. He certainly has um, some better queens in his range that he would check on the turn. He certainly has some tens that he would consider slow playing every once in a while. He could have pocket aces, right? If I am going to bet in the spot, I need to be going for a small bet, I think. And the reason is because if I bet big, what's going to call, right? Well, pretty much only hands that beat me. So in this scenario, I should either check or I should bet small, and that depends on what I think about his strategy. When he does check, I do think he's going to have all of the hands like ace-king, ace-jack, pocket-jacks, pocket-nines, etc. Um, I think checking's probably just the right play in this spot because getting check raises is a disaster. But I do go for the small bet. I go for what is this, $1,800 into $6,600 pot. So I do go for the small bet this time. And, uh, you know, I don't mind it. The problem is, is like right here, every once in a while, he's just going to rip it in on me for, you know, $8,000 on top. And that is really not where I want to be. So I think my preferred strategy if I was playing this hand today, or especially if I was playing this hand in a tournament, would just be to check it behind. In tournaments, you always want to shy away from finding yourself playing giant pots with marginal hands because if you do end up losing, you, well, you're out of money. You don't get to play anymore. In cash games, you can always reload. I'm not so concerned with reloading. You know, that's that's part of cash games. Get used to it. So I think this bet's a little bit loose just because my kicker's very bad. If I had like king-queen, I think value betting becomes fine. The nice thing about having the nine in my hand, though, is that I do not block Ace King and Ace Jack, which are hands that he definitely would consider three betting pre-flop, definitely would um bet the flop, and then would feel inclined to check the turn, and I'm getting a lot of protection against those. The thing is though is that Torelli may just jam me every once in a while those. But I suppose that's not quite so fair because he does have to be very cautious in this scenario because I could easily have a 10, right? I mean given I have Queen 9, it could have had 10 9, 10 8. Queen 10 suited, jack-ten suited, right? I could have all of those hands pre-flop and I would definitely call all those hands on the flop. So maybe, maybe this bet is not quite not quite as bad as I'm making it sound. I mean, look, a big bet would be bad. I think a small bet is very viable and it might actually just be the best play in this scenario because there are hands that I don't mind getting protection against. Like even if he has pocket eights, right? I don't really want to let it go check-check and then randomly drill an eight because he's not going to put money in when he misses. And when he gets there, I pretty much have to pay, right? So... You know, over the course of this video, I've kind of convinced myself I like the small bet if, and only if, he's not going to be check-raising me all in all that often. And the neat thing about this is he does have to be very cautious with check-raising because I could just have the 10 and I would play the 10 in the same way. Because if I do have a hand like Jack-10, well, you're welcome to stick around with your Ace-King then, right? That's going to be it for this episode of Weekly Poker Hand. I do think... The key points here are that pre-flop you do need to be a little bit sticky, especially when you're closing the action, when you're in position, when you're getting good odds, when you're playing the 7-2 game. All of those things are happening here, and when you get a pair, you just need to play it cautiously and keep your opponent's ranges wide. Notice here, though, I probably left a lot of money on the table because if it does go check-check on the turn and he's sitting here with a 7 high on the river, he's at least going to feel somewhat inclined to bet. And I could obviously float the flop with ace-king, ace-jack, king-jack, jack-9, 9-8, 8-7, 9-7, Nine eight eight seven nine seven 9-7, right? I could have all of these hands. And he could have bet the river to try to get those to full because he loses all those. So a lot of people look at this and say, oh, great, you, you won the pot. Good job. But in reality, I think I probably left some amount of money on the table because he's going to be betting the river very frequently. So probably a bit of a mistake. <laughs> That's going to be it for today. Good luck in your games. Have fun. Be nice to someone. And I will talk to you next week.